In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You are advised that any view expressed by the host or their guest are not necessarily the views of the owners or management of Toginet Radio, Togi Entertainment, or the Owners Group, Inc. us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the and welcome to Ghost Chronicles Live. Although we don't have a host, but we have a guest on the line. <laughs> this is the Viking, and I know Ron is trying to get a hold of Richard. And I also know that he should be calling in like any second. So for those of you on ParaX, welcome. For those of you on Toginet, you can call in now and talk to me, because I don't know what to talk about. There he is. Hold on one second. Hello, are you there? Yeah, you there? Yeah, I started your show for you. Hello? Hello? Oh, we got, Hello? Yeah, we got Richard there, too. Yeah, Richard's here. Okay. It's all you. Are we live? Oh, yeah. Oh, Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International on TojiNet, Pararex, Ghost Channel, and beyond. Uh, I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. With me all the way from the pub. In, the uh, pub. The pub, which is uh, <laughs> the Jekyll Beam House in... Derby, Derby, or wherever you are in the UK, the ghost finder general himself, Mr. Richard Felix. Good evening, and well, welcome from, from Derby. Um, how are you doing, Ron? I'm doing outstanding. So are you seriously in a pub? I am seriously in. Well, it's, a pub would be it would be an insult um, to call it a pub, actually, um, and it also hasn't got proper English beer in it. <laughs> it's not got warm beer on. That, that means it's chilled. So you'd love it. You'd absolutely love it. Yeah, everything's chilled, and it's, it's real, lots and lots of lagers. But yes, indeed, I really am in, in um, it's uh, the oldest brick-built building in the whole of, of, of Derby, uh, and Derby goes back nearly 2,000 years. Now, I'm not saying this pub goes back 2,000 years, because it's actually, it was built in 1611. That is before, before the Pilgrim Fathers came to America. Right, Fathers. Whose father? Your father's. Pilgrim father's. No, my father's here from Poland. I know they did. I know you're a Polite, but I mean, uh, that's besides the point. This place is extremely old, um, and it's been one of my favorite buildings, um, well, for the whole time that I've ever lived, lived in Derby, which is, as you know, a very long time. And um, it's, it's just been taken over uh, by some friends of mine about five or six weeks ago, something like that. 
and um, they've turned it. It was called Jacobean House, which is uh, for Jack. Uh, well, King James, James the first, who was on the throne at the time. That was Mary Queen of Scots' son, no less. Well, um, you know what, Richard? I think you've got to have the hole in there because we've got a gentleman from a pub on our side of the pond who's actually never. on hold right now. So we want to bring him on. Yeah, I bet he's not older than ours. Uh, we're going to find out in a minute. Let's bring on uh, Mr. Jack from the Cash Town Inn. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Woo! How are you guys Getty doing today? Burke. Good evening. How's it going today? It's going extremely well, sir. I hope uh, you've got I'm some nice sunny weather still. Uh, have you? We're hitting uh, the perfect part of fall right now. Uh, but unfortunately, my house is 1797, so I don't think I quite keep up with you. Oh, that's an absolute newcomer, sir. Seventeen ninety-seven. That's that's. Gosh, that's that's the time of the French Revolution. <laughs> yeah, and, well, so, and we call ourselves taverns. So I'm going to crack myself up in a cold one here, and we'll get uh, through the show here. <laughs> You're in a tavern. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in a, in, a, in a huge, huge brick, the oldest brick-built building um, in the centre of in, in the whole of, of, of Derby, or as you would call it, Derby, of course. Um, and um, this place has got a history like no other, but it's got, it's got ghosts like no other. But I believe you've got ghosts as well, have you not? Uh, some consider us one of the ten most uh, haunted facilities in the United States. We, uh, oh, my goodness. We've had pictures That's... and documentation dating back to the early 1900s. Uh, the house has been consistently run as a uh, tavern, restaurant, stagecoach, stop, B&B since the early 1800s. So... Uh, there's been a lot of stuff that has gone on here, uh, especially attributed to the Civil War, uh, where we were really? Confederate headquarters before the Battle of Gettysburg. So, other oh, than uh, my God. house in uh, Richmond, Virginia, we are the most significant house in the United States when it comes to the Confederate Army, and we're on Union soil, which makes us very interesting. <laughs> I don't believe and, and, of course, when I came down to Gettysburg, I missed you. I believe we did not uh, see each other. You didn't come out for dinner that night with the group, right? No, I, I, well, I was, <laughs> I was doing a 14-hour journey from, from uh, Franconia, which is up near the Canadian border, <laughs> to get to you. And uh, I'm afraid I didn't, we didn't get in. We didn't get into Gettysburg till, till something like uh, uh, half past one, two o'clock in the morning. And I am so sorry that I missed you because I was really looking forward to it. Because I don't know whether you know this, but I am actually, um, you know, I come down on the side of the Confederacy. Okay, I was not aware of that. Yeah, very much so. Uh, in fact, to, to such an extent that at my father's funeral, I, I actually had Dixie played for him. Oh, very nice. So, yeah, and I'm really very disappointed that, uh, that I missed it. But, but next time. Next time. Well, it's been here since 1797. I think we'll be around on your next visit. So That sounds good to me because uh, I, I promise you I'll be back. Uh, I had a fantastic time three days in Gettysburg. So, uh, and um, I don't know whether you know this, but I actually got wounded on the battlefield. Uh, how did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> I was a little... Ron knows all about it, because we've got it on film. <laughs> Haven't we, Ron? I actually have the audio on that as well, Richard. You really? I really do. Uh, it, unfortunately, it was, it was taken uh, quite a distance away, so it's quite faint. But yeah, you can hear everything. Can you, you, you can actually hear me scream, can you? Yeah, you can hear you <laughs> like a little... <laughs> <laughs> well, don't forget, I'm trying to go. Climbing around I mean, the old was... a little round top like the kids, huh? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we went up there at, at very late at night, and I was I was dressed um, as a Union soldier, um, trying to be a trigger object, if you like, you know, to sort of try and trigger off something. Sitting there at Little Round Top, asking if any of the guys from the 20th Maine uh, would be interested in in making contact with me or or giving me a sign. And, and I swear, well, something touched my leg. Okay, fair enough. It could have been uh, a cicada or something like that. Could have been a raindrop. Um, but I felt my leg; it wasn't it wasn't wet. So I asked again, and would you believe the same thing happened again? So twice, that, that's a coincidence, not a problem. When you ask for a third time and something touches you in exactly the same place as the twice before, that was the time for me to go. Because <laughs> I panicked. And got up. Did. <laughs> I did, didn't I, Ron? I, I panicked. And I tripped over one of the boulders and um, fell down and, and well, well, gashed my leg open and was wounded. And Ron loved it. He, he's, he's been dining out on it ever since, haven't you, Ron? Absolutely. I got a lot of play out of that. <laughs> I, you know, I just wish I would have kept the, uh, the bloody uh, handkerchief that I wounded, that I tended to wound. Oh, I could have sold that, that on eBay and made a fortune, you know that? Yeah, it's a bit like the, you know, like, like the people that dipped their handkerchiefs in, in, the, in the blood of King Charles I after he was beheaded. There you go. But not quite, I don't think quite, I don't think you'd get quite as much money for it. So you've washed it, have you? I gave it to you, remember, so I wouldn't be tempted. Well, I must still have it. You do. Anyways, let's try anyway. to cast down end. Yeah, <laughs> you know how you love your ghost photographs and say there are no good ghost photographs? Well, the cash down end probably has the, the best ghost photographs I've, I've ever seen. Isn't that right? Really? Oh, come on, tell me more. Uh, well, I'll tell you, we have uh, the one photo from 1902, uh, which is you know, pretty much been seen by just about everybody. It's uh, of a Civil War soldier standing at attention um, to the right of the innkeeper. Now, wet plate photography costs a lot of money and was very time-consuming, and the gentleman yep. standing at attention, not paying attention to the camera. Uh, we do believe that that gentleman uh, showed up to the house uh, June 26th-ish to get it set up for the Confederate Army, and he was shot by a local. Uh, where that gentleman was taken to the basement, attended to, and passed away. So we think he's doing a uh, job in death that he couldn't do in life. And uh, he's still there. We, we've had uh, some other folks witness him. We had a guy driving down the street a couple months ago, just a, a, a local, and you just hear this loud tire screech. He runs into the yeah. restaurant, goes to the hostess. He's like, do you have any actors here right now? She's like, no, it's not that time of year. He's like, I just saw a gentleman standing out in front of your house dressed in full uniform, holding a gun. No. Just a gentleman who lives right down the road. So, yeah, we... Oh, my uh, goodness. <laughs> that, that's, you know, for us, the fun of it, because we get tons of photos. We have hundreds and thousands of people staying here on an annual basis. So my wife and I uh, get a lot of photos. But when we can research with folks like Mark Nesbitt and some other people that we work with, and then yes, yes. again tie those into someone staying here for the night. We had a guest come down in April on a Sunday morning, just randomly taking photos at about 7.45 in the morning. And yep. there was only two people in the, in the house, the common area at the time, my assistant and myself and the, the uh, room guest. And he takes a yep. picture of a photo in our tavern, uh, which depicts Robert E. Lee and A.P. Hill. And clearly you can see his reflection in the picture and a four-foot-one woman dressed in period clothing with a shawl on her arm holding a cat appears in the picture. Now, he had an animal. Oh, my goodness, mate. 
the woman is imprinted on the negative, so it was not photoshopped. And ironically, no, no. we went back through our guest books, and on three different occasions prior to the picture being taken, we had room guests complain about the loud crying cat. Since that picture's been wow. taken, we haven't had a complaint about that, so she must have come and gotten them. <laughs> Good grief. I mean, you, you know, so these photos, I mean, like this, this picture of the, um, of the soldier at attention, I mean, are we talking of, you, you see, I'm a, I'm a huge skeptic, although I believe in ghosts, um, but I mean, is it, is it a clear picture? It's, it's not a case of stand on one leg, put, put, your, put your hand over your eye, to turn the picture around and you can see an eye there and, and, and the peak of his cap there. Yeah, I mean, you, you're talking about a clearly discernible Picture of a soldier. Oh, clear as day. It's not like you're looking at the cloud and finding Elvis or mm. Abraham mm. Lincoln. I mean, you can see his cappy cap. You can see his hand under his sleeve. You can see that he's standing at attention. Like I said, we get hundreds and hundreds of these. When the email of the woman with the cat came through to us, I yeah. think it was maybe 10 seconds that I had my laptop open and Maria, my wife, was in her office. That She called me on my cell phone and said, oh, my God. You know, because right. I get... We get reflection in windows, and we get orbs, and we get all these things that, when I know the situation's not as controlled as I would like, it's, thanks for the picture, we'll put it in our album and let everybody make their own decision, yeah. but yeah. in the four years we've had it, we've had two or three that just have knocked me on my butt, and this was one of them. Well, let me ask you this, Jack, are those available anywhere online so that if any of our listeners wanted to, they could check it out? Or uh, we do me included. <laughs> we do have a small photo gallery at cashtownin.com. Uh, but what the problem, you know, the problem is, is just getting some of these folks to release them so we can make sure we can put them up without, uh, without issue. Yeah. But like I said, we go back to 1902 to 2009 and, you know, thousands and hundreds of pictures in between. And it happens very regular. It's, it's, it's a fun, it's a fun situation to be in, I guess. People ask me if I'm intimidated by it, but, uh, you know, the thumps and the bumps and the cold spots and all the other things that happen on a regular basis, it's good to get, uh, evidence every once in a while. Yeah. Have you seen anything? I, unfortunately, am not sensitive to see, but uh, I think probably about a week and a half into us owning the inn, we were in uh, pretty serious renovations. We had to gut the whole kitchen floor, and we were redoing that, and uh, I went into the one room, and I called my plumber out, and we were standing behind the bar regularly, yeah. <laughs> and I asked him, to, asked him to fix a piece of plumbing before he left, and uh, this yes. gentleman's five foot four from Pittsburgh, your quintessential lunch pail carrying guy. And he walks past me to go back to what he was doing. And I was washing a paintbrush in the sink and I was pushed forward. Now I matter of factly turn around expecting to see Paul standing there and there was nobody there. Close. And I walked up to my wife and I said, I just got moved behind the bar and it was not emotionally. <laughs> she freaked out. She's, she's the huge, you know, fan of this genre and everything else, and she's had very little happen to her. And I've had a number of personal experiences since I've been here, and they just keep happening to me, so I don't know why. Now, it's strange. Yeah. Now yeah. You've had Depends this, on the person. Yeah, you've had this place investigated several times. I think Mark Nesbitt has done it. I believe the Ghost Hunter has done it as well. Uh, we did have uh, Saps was here. Uh, we do regular investigations with uh, Mark Nesbitt and his team. Uh, we do those a number of times a year, and those are open to the public to book the rooms, um, but you do have to be a room guest to stay here, and that gives you access from the basement to the, to the ceiling. And we do bring in uh, Lane Crosby and Patty Wilson. I believe you both know them. 
And when we mm-hmm. bring those two in here, I mean, it's it's like Fourth of July. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the we have not had an investigation with those two young ladies in here without significant evidence. Uh, we've got EVP. We've got uh, an apparition picked up by a trail camera, one of those deer cameras. We set right. up a couple of those. Whenever huh? those two walk in the house, it just seems to ramp everything up. You know, and that's a regular thing for us. People come in wanting to see ghosts, wanting to have an experience, but there's paranormal activity in my house 24-7. It's just the people who are here staying are the conduits that really, you know, bring it bring it home. I mean, that's, you know, people yeah, that are yeah. sensitive. Yeah, that's why we've had, we've had a couple of ladies leave in the middle of the night because they didn't realize their level of sensitivity and just... You know, not the right place to be when you're not ready to talk to someone. No, too right. So, is so it, how many? Here's a question for you, Doug. How many ghosts do you think you've got? Uh, it's not uh, really something that we would count. I have. We have a gentleman from the 1960s. Now, understand that the Cashtown Inn went into disrepair um, from 1947 to about Wasn't there a bike bar or something at one time? Yeah, they built Major Route 30. We're a bypass of Route 30, the Lincoln Highway, which goes from Pittsburgh pretty much straight through the state. And for those number of years, you know, this this road was not used. And eventually it did turn into a biker bar. And ironically, we had a, a sensitive person in here who was talking to this gentleman. It turns out his name is Sarge. He is a Korean War veteran. So he would have frequented this house in the 1960s when he must have passed away, but must have been comfortable enough that he wanted to stay here. And Patty's the one that found him the first time, I think. And after her conversation, she looks at me and she's like, he just, I keep hearing the word Indian. And she didn't know, you know, French Indian War wasn't here. There wasn't, you know, any sort of Native Americans here. And I looked at her and said, what was the most popular motorcycle before Harley Davidson? It was the Indian. Uh, so that oh was what, God, yes. that's what Sarge must have been riding. And again, Patty yes. is a novice when it comes to motorcycles, so it just lends to the credibility that wow, you know, we have somebody very contemporary that just enjoys this house. We've been told it's a it's we're an open portal that it's, there's no rhyme or reason. We have a little girl from the 1930s. We have a caretaker yep. from the 1920s. So when you ask me. You know, if there's one guy that just walks across the floor in a specific room, unfortunately, uh, that's that's not what we got here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you see, this is the interesting thing because, um, you know, some of the different sorts of ghost ghost activity that can take place in a building can not necessarily be attributed to one ghost, but it could be it could be two or three. Or, you know, the the the, the guy that's the, the soldier that stands there, and you, know, you take the photograph of him, maybe the same guy that that throws the the ashtray across, across the, the bar one night, um, and and causes a cold spot in the bedroom another night. Um, this is where it's very difficult for anyone to actually be able to say, you know, we've got seven ghosts, three ghosts, or or it, it's impossible, really, isn't it, to be able to say? Oh, in my opinion, yeah. I mean, like I said, we're just you know, a, a paranormal, it, it, the uh, energy oh, level here is, plus we're built over 30% water. We have a, a stream ah. spring running through the bottom of the house. 35% of my basement is four and a half to three feet deep. So it's not like one little stream. It's it's full. So that... Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. listen, I need to send you a copy of my book because I, I, I go into this theory about water and water taste theory. Um, 
which, which you, you've just added to very much to, to what you know. I'm, I think I'm thinking with, with saying that you've got an underground uh, spring going under the, under the place. Um, tell me something else. You, you, you mentioned something about an Indian burial site. No, no, no. I said when, oh, she, when no? she was coming up with the word Indian, she was trying to relate oh, sorry. it. sorry. Like that. No, yeah. Sorry, no, we don't sorry, have one. Yeah, yeah. But the, uh, the backyard, uh, when it comes to the Civil War, as I said, from a Confederate standpoint, we were the centerpiece before the Battle of Gettysburg as well as the evacuation after. Um, wow. I'm sure you guys talk about the Civil War often on your show, and the term field yeah. hospital is something probably everybody is aware of. You have to understand from a Confederate perspective that we were the biggest field hospital known to mankind during that, those days, but we didn't have any battles here because as the evacuation took place, we had gentlemen from day one, day two, day three, from Little yeah. Round Top, the Wheatfield, Culp's Hill. <laughs> so there was portions of each day of that battle that were centered here as General Imboden was trying to get his men out. Now, these, gotcha. were, these were the worst of the worst, the ones that could not continue to fight. This is yeah. guys who had been operated on the day before, uh, were operated on again. And uh, he later wrote in his memoirs, a gentleman who had been very tight with Robert E. Lee and in a number of engagements, didn't realize the horrors of war still being on my backyard property. That it was wow. just three days' worth of stuff from every conceivable skirmish, little battle that was just dropped on yeah. our property. So the amount of, of, of tragedy, trauma, and, and, and premature death that took place in, in your building... Is, is, is beyond belief. Surely. Oh, it's, you know, like I said, if you're at the Daniel Lady Farm, which was a Confederate field hospital, you know, the gentlemen in that one, you know, barn were all pretty much from the same battle, same fight. Yes. So we got a percentage from that. We got a percentage from Cold Hill. So each of those engagements that took place during the battle were all centered here on the way out. So the trauma from... The military park was all centered on my backyard as well, which ironically oh boy, is where our dining room and our new two suites are, which a lot of yeah. folks think they're going to stay in the new part of the house, so it's not going to be as uh, active as the main body. <laughs> but that's not the case. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you said also, that, did you say at the beginning that it was actually head, Confederate headquarters? We were Confederate headquarters. Uh, other than Early, who was a general, general who went through to York, and then came back and went down through Carlisle. Gentlemen going past my house were Robert E. Lee, Longstreet, Pickett, Pettigrew, Jesus, Hill, and Bowden, all within ten feet of the house, or at least came into the house. Robert E. Lee oh, came into the house. Yeah, was Absolutely. in the house for fifteen minutes. Unbelievable. Jesus. And and the door is still the same, so you can come grab the handle that Robert E. Lee or his attaché opened up for him. <laughs> and I missed all this. Yes, you did. Oh, God, you rotten lot. <laughs> it wasn't my fault. It was the traffic. Wait a minute. And you missed the good food because the Cash Down Inn has excellent dining. Uh, uh, well, listen, I, I mean, uh, I think you know that I'm sort of working on a, on a TV program, um, a pilot called Battlefield Ghosts. Um, and, um, you know, some of the footage that we've got already that when we were there is, is amazing. But I, I, I have to come back um, and work with Mark and, and, and yourselves. Uh, on on doing some more filming in the in the probably in the new year, so um, I, I will be in touch there about that because uh, it sounds fantastic, it really does. 
Well, whenever I, whenever I get into doing any of these kind of interviews and things, and I say to people, and this is not a, a selfish statement because I was a patron of this establishment for nine years before I bought it, that really? any, any trip to Gettysburg that does not involve us or the Cashtown Inn or the Road Inn for the Confederate Army is just, it, it's, a, it's a big miss. I mean, it, it's got to be part of everybody's Gettysburg experience to understand the whole thing because it was more than just the three days. It's the organization before, who came, how they came, where they came from, because that all added up to everything and how it happened. So, like I said, it's yeah. a beautiful old structure. My wife fell in love with it in 1998, and uh, I said to the person who owned it at the time that uh, when you're ready to sell, I'm going to buy, and 2006 rolled around. Here we are. Oh, I say. Fantastic. Do you, <clears throat> excuse me, do you find stuff in the garden or, or in, the, in the backyard or anything like that? No, the play, we had, we had a, a very good gentleman who um, came into town, and he stays at uh, one of our friends' B&Bs called the Double Day Inn. And yep. one afternoon, and that's located right across from uh, Iverson's Pits, another beautiful yep. place. But he went right out in their front yard in like five minutes, pulled in all these things, threw them in a case, and gave them to Todd and Christine. And uh, he asked me, and he came out, and he went through the whole yard. And I'm just sure we've been picked over. So oh, times. I can imagine but, how uh, much you must have been picked over over the last hundred and, yeah, how many years? Well, the other thing is, too, we're private property, but we're not involved with the park, which they completely yeah. disallow relic hunting that I'm sure yeah. during late hours when the owners were sleeping, people came around and kind of just <laughs> picked us dry. Yeah, I'm sure. So there's nothing left for you apart from the people that actually took part in the battle? No, but that's enough. <laughs> I think you do. Absolutely fantastic, it really is. I'm, uh, I'm just, you know, <laughs> just more and more disappointed that, <laughs> that I missed out on it. But never mind, these things are sent to trials. Once again, we're talking about the cash down end, and uh, is it, is it Gettysburg proper or is it cash down? No, we are actually cash town. Uh, we're eight miles west, uh, directly in between Chambersburg and Gettysburg. So we would have been uh, one long day's ride. Uh, as a stagecoach operator from Chambersburg, uh, you know, making a stop before heading into Gettysburg or going to Carlisle or moving off. Well, that's pretty cool. Now, um, Fantastic. when the ghosts, but we always get to ask, because everybody wants to know about the ghost hunters, uh, what did they find while they were there? Uh, they came in December 2007, uh, which was kind of nice because we were able to put uh, the cast and crew up in the house for four days, so they... We're able to do the investigation, the analysis, the reveal, everything here without time constraint issues. And Jason and Grant were great. They loved the battlefield. They were uh, very relaxed. It was a it was a fun shoot. Cool. But uh, they uh, we were one of I think only five or six uh, establishments to garner the full hour. We had uh, a picture frame move in uh, Grant's room while he was sleeping. Uh, Jason and Grant up in our third floor, of the Robert E. Lee suite which we have had happen before. Someone sat down on the couch, and they had a cold spot. We had two good EVPs downstairs, and uh, Chris Williams uh, got uh, ill in the basement on a night she did not eat here. So <laughs> that's, 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 that's that. But we've actually so that's had, pretty good. We've had that happen to us a number of times. Um, our most recent Mysterious Journeys investigation with uh, Mark, we had a woman who, uh, you know, was – Sounded like she was going to throw up, running up the stairs, opened the basement mm-hmm. door for her. She went outside, and within 30 seconds, she was completely fine. Wow. Which, you know, it's, again, people don't understand their sensitivity levels, and you drop yourself into ground zero when it comes to paranormal activity. 
You know, a lot of yeah. people have that happen without knowing what it is. Jack, yes, I, hate, I hate to tell you this, but we, we've run out of time with you. Uh, that's okay. Oh, I'm here any other time you're, you're willing to chit-chat. Yeah, we, we would love to have you back on again. This is Jack from the uh, Cash Down Inn in um, Cash Down, Pennsylvania, www.cashdown.com. Uh, we want to thank you so much for being on the show, and thanks for, uh, by the way, for dinner there on uh, while we were down here in Gettysburg. So it's a pleasure having you guys. And Felix, when you're coming back out, please give me a call. We'll get you the uh, full tour and everything else when you get out here, even if it is 1.30 in the morning. I will do that. Don't you worry about that, sir. All right. Thank you very much. Thank All right, you thank much. you, gentlemen. Have, Have a great, great day. Yep, bye. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parrax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parrax family. They're strange, deranged, unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew, it's time to rendezvous as we give awards to Hi everybody, this is Pete Six of Beatles and Beyond. Why don't we all come together and hear some of the tracks off the latest Beatles release on this radio station. Yes, why don't you look up the schedules on this radio station and join me and Beatles listeners everywhere to hear these latest releases from the Beatles on Beatles and Beyond with Pete Dix. We are back. You are listening to Ghost Chronicles International with Richard Felix and Ron Kolick on TojiNet, Rex, Ghost Channel, and Beyond. And we had just on the show, we had uh, Jack from the Cash Down Inn, which uh, was pretty cool. Uh, I would have loved to talk to him a little bit more. Uh, if you want to... That was good, Ron. Yeah, yeah. If you want to join in uh, the conversation, you can call in at 877-864-4869, 877-864-4869. If you have a question for Rich and myself... Because Richard's at the pub, and who knows how sober he'll be by the time the show's over. And you can join us live in the Toji chat room or the Pararex chat room. So there you go. So, Look, my friend, I've only had... I, I've, I've got one bottle of Corona in front of me, yeah, uh, courtesy of the landlord, and that's all I've had all night, I promise you. Um, but I tell you what, it's quite funny, because I'm actually upstairs... Um, in in one one of the one of the eating rooms and, and the bar that's upstairs, uh, and luckily luckily Fraser's actually with me uh, because you know you know all about me don't you, you know I'm trying to go, um, and I, <laughs> I actually didn't want to be upstairs here on my own. Uh. Uh, really, I mean you well you know you know that you know that because you looked after me on, on the battlefield at Gettysburg and didn't leave me alone. Um, you see we've got would you believe fourteen ghosts. In this building. Now, again, as I said, as I said earlier to Jack, you know, we can't prove that every every 
paranormal event that happens in a place like this is 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 of a different ghost. But you know there, there have been sightings over the years, and remember this goes back to 1611. It, it, it's extremely old, um, but. It's, you, you remember, I think we were talking last week, Ron, about the Whaley House, when I was saying that I believe that um, a lot of a lot of ghosts, that we, the things that we call ghosts, are nothing more than a recording held in the fabric of the building, either in you know, the silica and, and the iron oxide in the stone or in the bricks. And of course, the the, the most haunted house in in California is the Whaley House. But how funny! It just happens to be the Oldest brick built building in California. Yeah? You agree with me? Uh, yeah. Well, it's so strange that the most haunted house in the city of Derby yeah. just happens to be the oldest brick built building in, in Derby. Really? Yeah. Now, how's about that? Because, I mean, all I'm saying is that I, I would imagine that some of the ghosts that are here, call them ghosts, call them what you will. I believe are on are is residual energy that that's that's encapsulated, caught, recorded, held in the fabric of the building, which of course is the ancient brickwork that that, that well that goes back to sixteen hundred and eleven, and so you know you see this figure walking up the stairs as as people do this blue lady that that walks up and down the stairs, you know is it is it an entity, a spirit or a soul? Or nothing more than a recording of of someone that that once lived here that is is held in the fabric of the building. No, no. But what is the history of this haunted pub you were in? Or the... the history of this building is is well, number one, the oldest brick built building, huge five gabled um, building that that is in a place called the Wardwick, which is which is the oldest. The oldest street in Derby, it's actually a Saxon street. It goes back to something like 600 AD. So there's been habitation on this site since the Saxons first came here and established um, a little village. Before, Well, it wasn't called Derby, it was called Northworthy. Um, and so this, this, this building is, is on the, the oldest street in a, in a city that goes back, well, to 600 AD. So there's been habitation on this site since the Saxons came here. Uh, and of course, what is the old, old story? We don't know, you know, what happened on this site all those years, uh, really until 1611 when this, when this building was, was, was built. But the funny thing is, unlike, unlike the Cash Town Inn, which has got, well, you know, a haunted pedigree like no other because of the tragedy and trauma that went on, the death, the, the, the you know, the, the number of soldiers that, must have died in agony in, in that building. As far as I know, and I've been into the history of the building quite quite deeply, we don't really have any terrible trauma. I mean, it was never um, there was never a battle took place here. Derby was was uh, apart from during the Viking times when there was there was a battle, um, but that's Viking and Saxons. Um, we've only really got a, a, a house. You know, habit, inhabited right back to 1611. Um, there's a headless coachman that's been, there's still the most beautiful um, archway uh, on the right-hand side of the building where the, co the coaches, the horse and carriage used to come through the, the coach archway into the stables at the back. Um, and there's a headless coachman that's been seen 
frequently um, coming out through this archway. Um, why is he headless? You tell me. Um, is it the fact that the building uh, has, has changed or that the road is now lower than it was at the time? Uh, and so you don't see his head? Or was he, for some reason, decapitated um, on, the way, on the way through the coach archway? You know, was he, was he standing up and waving at somebody and forgot that he was going into the coach archway? How do we know he's a coachman? Because he's got a coach underneath him. Oh. <laughs> he's actually driving a coach okay. uh, with, with two horses uh, that comes out of the coach archway. Uh, and he's seen uh, sitting literally on the coach, uh, on the coach and horses, but he doesn't have a head. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's various theories about it. Mean, people used to make up stories about headless horsemen and headless... A little bit like Sleepy Hollow. Isn't that similar sort of thing? It's a headless um, yep. Hessian, isn't it? Yep, it's a Hessian. Yeah. Um, sometimes people make up stories of, of scary things like headless beings and, 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 and big black dogs and things to, to keep you away from the place. You know, the, the smugglers used to do this to, to keep people away from the villages, away from the church where they were, where they were hiding their contraband. Um, a derelict building, you know, the best way to keep people away. No, never mind putting barbed wire around it, just invent a ghost story. And, and, and in the olden days, not now, everybody would be trying to get in, but in the olden days, people were terrified and would, would stay away from the place, you see. But, so, you know, I'm trying to get to the bottom of, of as you quite rightly, as you say, you know, why is he headless? Um, perhaps his head was chopped off, perhaps, perhaps it's just the fact that he may be a recording of, of, um, of a guy coming out in a horse and carriage for some reason. Um, but that's just one of the many. There's, 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 a, there's a, a blue lady that's seen on the staircase. There's wait, wait two... Wait a minute, Richard. We actually have a... Uh, alive, uh, women. A psychic has just predicted that there is someone standing behind you right now. There's someone standing beside me. Yeah, and that's praise the land of it. Someone's actually saying there's someone standing behind me. That, yeah, they just they just put it into the chat room that uh, there was uh, there is someone standing behind you right now. Oh, thanks a bunch. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I'm suddenly by the bar. There's no, I, I, but you see, the thing is, as I said to you before, I'm a psychic brick, as you know. I can't see anything or, 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 or sense anything. But I'm, I'm only glad. I'm only glad I'm not alone. That's all. Is <laughs> it cold or anything? There there's a cold. There's a cold bottle of Corona by me. Is there anything tingling? I mean, I mean, are you feeling anything? No. I mean, I, no, I, I honestly can't. Only the fact that you, what you've just told me, makes me. You know, it makes the hair on the back of my neck thunder. But uh, somebody, uh, I mean, they they worried enough that they would put this in the chat room. And I know. I mean, this is quite this is quite good. Uh, um, I think it's quite worrying, actually. Uh, well, better. I mean, they don't. I mean, do they know what? Have they? Can they see the figure, or or, or can they tell me what it looks like? Well, or why don't we just? Uh, I mean, just ask them. Yeah. Because I mean, you know, what, what do they look like? Is it a male or a female? Um, is it someone that's attached to me, or is it, is it something that's haunting, haunting this place? They said it looks like a round head. Really? What does that mean? Round head. A Cromwellian soldier. A Puritan soldier. Ah. And, and listen, listen. Now, this is... I, I don't know where this person is, whether they're in, in the States or, or, or obviously over here, but, I mean, this building was certainly around 
uh, at the time. And listen to this. This, this, is, this is not doing me any good at all, I'm telling you. Because this town, as it was at the time, the town of Derby, was a, uh, a roundhead stronghold. It was. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. A guy called Sir John Jell, who was the parliamentary commandant of Derbyshire, fortified the whole of Derby for the whole of the English Civil War. And every building was full of, of, of roundhead soldiers. And, and this building is, is one of them. And, and funnily enough, literally just up the road, um, I, not quite opposite, but a, a little way up the road here, was his, it was his headquarters. Now, um, Sir John Jell's headquarters. This building would have been inhabited by parliamentary soldiers during now, the Civil isn't, War. Isn't that odd that they would say that? Yes, very odd. Unless it was, joking apart, someone that, that happens to be emailing in from Derby or something like that. Oh, I'd love to know where they're from, Ron. Let me ask. Please do. Now, isn't that strange? Now, uh, let me ask... Oh, you come on, that's, that's quite good. Let me ask you this, Richard. Where are you from? Would you, are you from a, a Roundhead area or not? Me, personally? No, I, 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 I very much favoured the Cavaliers. I better be careful what I'm saying if there's someone standing behind me, haven't I? I, I know. This is what I'm, I'm getting to uh, think. No, I'm a royalist. Maybe, maybe you uh, have triggered something. Ah, so, yeah, this is great. This is quite something. Um, the, wonder, the wonders of modern science, you see, how, how someone can actually email in and tell us that this, that's quite, quite something. Um, yeah, I favoured, you know, I was for the king, um, King Charles the uh, first, and very, very anti um, Oliver Cromwell and his, and his Puritan roundheads. And I'm just trying to taunt someone now to see if something's going to happen. Can you imagine if a bottle suddenly came off from behind the bar? But if it was a bottle of spirit. You don't have a camera there, do you? I haven't got a camera. But I tell you what, and, and there's something else before, before, before the show ends. I just need to talk to you very quick. I want some advice from, from the folks out there about infrared cameras. Um, but that's for something in a, in a, in a few minutes. But, um, yeah, have, have they come back and told us yet anything about where they're from? They're from the States. They're from the States. So there is no possibility whatsoever that they would know about this building, of course, or, or the fact that, that it would have been a roundhead soldier. Definitely, it couldn't, it, under no circumstances, could it have been a royalist soldier, a cavalier, because Derby was held by, by the roundhead troops for the whole of the English Civil War. No, no, no cavaliers would have been allowed in. <laughs> They'd have been killed, wouldn't they? Now, That's quite really, something, Ron. This is very interesting. I, I, it is I, awesome. I mean, here we are doing the show, and, and you just mentioned that you're at this, this pub, the uh, uh, Jacobean House. and uh, The Jacobean. Jacobean, Jacobean. It's called The House now. Yeah, H-A-U-S. Yeah. H-A-U-S. The House. What's going on? I mean, that's, you know. You tell me what's going on. I, I don't know. I mean, I... I, I, I don't. But, I mean, i tell you what, Ron, very quickly, uh, because uh, Fraser may be able to tell you a bit more about it, because he's actually... He's only, how long have you been here, Fraser? Five weeks, and something's happened to him already. Oh, can we say here? Would you like to have a word with him? I would love to have a word with him. What's his name? There you go. I'll hand you over. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, how are you doing? You're, you're uh, on Ghost Chronicles International here in the States and also in the uh, UK. And uh, what, what's your name again? I'm sorry, I didn't quite get it, Richard. Uh, my name's Fraser. Fraser? Fraser, yeah, that's right, yeah. Yep. And, and you are the, the new proprietor of the, uh, the um, Jacobine House? That's, that's, that's right, yeah, yeah. And, and, and um, you've already experienced something. 
Well, it's quite, quite funny that uh, you, you're, you're saying that you, there was something just behind Richard because it was just behind Richard where I had... <laughs> it's shaking his head now. Okay. Um, but um, I had my experience and it was... Uh, while we were doing some, some renovation work, I was um, varnishing, the, varnishing the floor. And as I got to the, to the edge of the stairway where um, this, uh, this, this lady who, who we have all the reports about walks up and down the stairs, um, I just went ice cold, really, really, really cold. And um, I just felt that maybe it was the fact that she'd walked straight through me. Really? Yeah. Do you think yeah. a spirit walked right through you? Well... Maybe. Um, I mean, it, it, it could be that, or, you know, if, if, we're, if we're trying to rationalize it, it might just have been a, a, a draft, and, you know, and then, and then your, your mind plays tricks with you and, and all sorts, but it, it was just one of those coincidences that it's in the sort of place where all the stories say is, is where this uh, old lady walks up and down. And now, isn't that funny? Now, I don't know if you heard the, the, this, but uh, someone actually... Uh, wrote in the chat room that they, they saw someone standing behind Richard who was a roundhead. And uh, right. this was someone from the States. So, I mean, I think that was amazing because I, I didn't know that Derby was a uh, roundhead uh, town or, or anything. I, I think that's pretty amazing. Right. No, well, I'm, I've been listening to Richard, and, of course, it's fascinating listening as well because you, you learn things about things that you, that you walk past all the day all the time you don't know about. So, uh, but yeah, it's quite, uh, quite interesting. It's, um, but yeah, that was that was that was my experience, and um, and, and the only the other thing that that we know is that um, a couple of uh, a couple of knives have uh, seem to have disappeared out the, the kitchen, and nobody can account for those. And uh, the other thing that we we seem to disappear is um, is screwdrivers. Really? Um, we've uh, we seem to be buying screwdrivers every week, <laughs> and nobody can explain where they've gone to. Now, um, now that's interesting. Why a screwdriver? Is is it? Is because they believe it's a weapon, or interesting. Hmm. Um, well, hopefully they don't believe it's weapons. We don't want them to be using knives and screwdrivers <laughs> to, uh, to, 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 to um, get to any of our customers, do we? Now, have you had this place investigated at all by a regular, uh, proper uh, ghost hunting group? No, we've not. No, no. Um, it's uh, uh, so we've we've only been here for, for five or six weeks. Yeah. So, um, oh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. But, but no, we haven't uh, we haven't done anything like that yet. But um, I'm sure at some point we will uh, we'll, we'll try and get to the bottom of a few more things. I think that's uh, you know it's a good way to, to look at it. At least if you bring a, a reputable group in and uh, they can uh, you know might be able to dig something up. You know, uh, pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whether we want to know anymore or not, I don't know. <laughs> uh, Richard's saying we do want to know as much as possible. <laughs> Uh, but uh, now, what, what are your plans for the uh, the uh, Jack Bean House? Um, well, it's a it's with um, it's, it's a restaurant, a, a restaurant downstairs, and we've got a bar upstairs, and um, so uh, um, and and we'll just see whether people have anything spooky to say to us over the next few months. Um, but uh, hopefully, people won't be too scared about coming and eating and drinking here. No, I, I think if anything that that uh, brings in more people, believe it or not. Uh, unfortunately, yeah, well, yes, let's, let's hope so. Yeah. You know, you know what's unfortunate though is, I mean, there are there are some places uh, that, that uh, especially establishments that will say they're haunted and everything, and and there is actually no evidence of any hauntings at all, no history of hauntings or anything. But 
all of a sudden they're haunted. So, hey, you don't know. Well, yes, yeah, that's true. I suppose people can use it to, to do anything like that. But no, I mean, we, as I say, I mean, this dates back a long, a long time. So if, if anything is going to be haunted in Derby, it's uh, definitely going to be here, I suppose. Right. I, I, I think it's pretty cool, and I, I like the round head connection. I mean, I, I think that uh, you know, if you could use something as a trigger device to. Uh, uh, see what happens. Uh, I'm not sure what flags they used at that time, but perhaps if they brought in one from the Cavaliers or something and uh, and uh, put a camera on her at night to see what uh, happened, that would be kind of interesting. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm sure uh, I'm sure Richard will probably be able to sort something like that out. <laughs> All right. Because yeah, I, I won't be here at night on my own anyway. <laughs> 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 uh. And um, now. Well, he was talking about the, you don't have English beer that you have actually more American beers. Um, well, we're a, we're, a, we're a restaurant rather than a than, than a bar, so um, we we don't actually sell any of the, the real draft uh, English beer, and um, we just uh, we, we we sell uh, lagers from around the world, I suppose, rather than uh, the actual uh, English English ale. Ah, no, nothing. That's that's better for us. We'll have to next time we go up to the UK. We're definitely gonna have to drop by and uh, get some proper beer from you guys. All right, okay, that's great. So I'll pass you back to Richard then. Yeah, thanks a lot, Dr. Fraser. All right, okay, cheers, thank you, bye. Now there you are. There's things I didn't know there. You see, knife and knives disappearing, screwdrivers. <laughs> is it is it something? I mean, you know, it is a nice nearest thing to. To what a Cromwellian soldier can get his hand on these days? I don't know. Maybe they're arming themselves, you know. Well, you, honest to God, you 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 don't know. But I mean, this, this is this is this is no setup or or anything or anything like that. Um, and you know that. And 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 I mean, I I came in here tonight for the first time for many for many years, and I just happened to be standing in the bar. I, I knew Fraser had had an experience here, but I genuinely didn't know it was. I, I kid you not, it is literally um, two feet away from where I was standing, um, where where he found this cold spot. Now, now um, pretty amazing. Now, now, where are you in, in the building as far as... Uh, uh, yeah, I'm on the second floor. Yeah. Um, the, the restaurant is downstairs, and I'm upstairs in the bar. Um, literally, and there's, a, there's one, two, three, four, four little steps that come down from the landing into the bar here, and I'm standing two feet away from those steps. Um, and, and as I said, Fraser actually said, you know, there is, quite rightly said, there is a lady, there's a blue lady that is seen uh, in and around the place. Um, but is that her that, that he sent? Or, it, you know, it sounds to me as if there's more likelihood that, that there's a Cromwellian soldier that haunts this bit, this part of the... You do know, well, of course you know, that ghosts are very territorial. Right. And they, they tend to haunt an area where where they liked, where they loved, or even where they died. Um, so you know, is the is the the main staircase which I'm looking at now, waiting for something to come up here. The the, the domain of the of the blue lady is is this little area here, this room uh, and the stair. You know, the, the domain of, of a Cromwellian soldier. We don't know. Strange. Actually, you know, uh, uh, did they say they heard footsteps on the stairs? Oh, they, well, they, they hear, over the years, uh, footsteps have been heard coming up and down the stairs um, and going across various parts of the building, the landings and things. Um, many years ago, it was, um, it was an estate agent's 
um, after it became, it was a cafe for many years, called the Jacobean Cafe. Um, and when it became an estate agent, um, the staff um, were, were terrified, basically, of being alone in the building. Um, and, you know, the, no one would be alone late at night. They, they would always sort of leave the building together. Uh, for a short, short period of time, it became a solicitor's um, office or officers, and one of the solicitors, and I can't tell you which room it was, um, I hope it's not the room I'm in now, but it, things got so bad in his office that he actually had to change offices. Um, he moved into another office and left, left the room empty because of the amount of things that were being moved, his papers. He'd come in in the morning, uh, his papers would be, be all, you know, he'd have them all piled up on his desk, they'd all been thrown around the room, things went missing, he used to hear footsteps, in the, on the, on the uh, landing above him, and, and basically he couldn't, he couldn't work in the room. It got so bad, so he changed offices. Um, and then we have twins. We have two little boys um, that apparently haunt the building for whatever reason we don't know. But I'll tell you what, Ron, here's the thing. I mean, it sounds as if you mentioned to Fraser uh, the, you know, about the possibility of perhaps doing some paranormal research or, or something here, right, right. because... The thing is, we actually don't know what happened to all these people, these ghosts that are still here. You know, these two little boys, these twins, we haven't a clue what happened. So it's really long overdue, I think, that, that, that something was actually done to try and find out who the ghosts are okay, in the now, Jacobean now, house. Now, you say that. Someone just, just typed in that they, they think this soldier was killed by a, a spy or, or a... Uh... Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's, there you go, you see. We're, we're, you see, a lot of people, as you probably know this, with, with mediums, people say, oh, you know, we don't believe this, blah, 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 blah. What proof have they got? But you know, people must realize that, you know, so much of the things that happened um, over here and, and in the early days in America, things were never recorded. Um, so what, what I believe that, that these that, that, um, psychics, uh, mediums, um, are helping in, in a way... To, to, to rewrite history and find out. You see, the problem with the poor old medium is that if they, if they come up with something that's in the history book or the guidebook, then the first thing everyone says is, oh, well, they read it in the book. But if they come up with something that's not in the guidebook or the history book, then, oh, well, there's no proof of that. End of story. But perhaps they're finding out things that we didn't know about. Interesting, interesting uh, possibility. I mean... Isn't it? Yeah. So who knows? Two things tonight. So we have a Cromwellian, a roundhead soldier from the period of Cromwell um, that, that seems to haunt this building, which is a new one. We didn't know about that. And there's a possibility that he could have been done away with, murdered by, by a spy. Yeah, that's what they said. Uh, that well, yeah. I don't know what that. Who means. knows? You know, and, and none of us, when, none of us, to our dying day, Ron, can either prove it or, or, or disprove it. Now, now let me ask you this. During, during that time, were there spies for the, the Cavaliers or spies for the Roundheads yes. that, that, that they were? Yeah. yeah, and of course they would. Oh, very much so. Yeah, I mean, the spying was, was it's what's been going on. It's been going on as long as, there's, you know, as, long as history's been around. Um, and there would most definitely, definitely have been um, royalist Cavalier um, spies that infiltrated. Oh, don't forget also that, I mean, everyone that lived in Derby... And I, I actually can't tell you what the population would have been, but probably, probably four or five thousand at the time of, of you know, 16, the 1640s. Um, everybody wouldn't have been a 
Cromwellian or roundhead sympathizer. Yeah, pretty much like so, the, the revolution in, in the yeah. United States. You know, we had loyalists and we had uh, patriots, if you want to call them. Exactly. The and so they would have been passing um, information about the strength of the Cromwellian soldiers here, about the defences, uh, where they were going. But basically what happened was that the, the guy in charge of the, 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 the roundheads here used to lead his troops out of Derby to attack the royalist castles that were in and around Derbyshire. Right. So, yeah, spies would have, would have been all over the place. Would, um, would they have done any planning or anything at, at this building, you think, or, or, or not? It's not, you think it's, it would be... Ron, it's highly likely, because it was a very, very big, very grand house. Um, one of the, I'll be honest with you, even to this day, one of the finest houses in the centre of Derby. Um, and, and in 1611 being the first brick-built building and, and what have you. It, yes, it would have been, I would have thought, perhaps a headquarters building of some sort. Now that Highly likely. Very amazing. And this is well, I'm learning stuff. This is it, it, it is blowing my mind away tonight, this house, because um, these are things that have been mentioned that, uh, that I haven't thought about. I mean, this, but, but it's there. What amazes me is this person's from the States, so I mean... Yeah! I mean, Ron, there is no possibility whatsoever that this person from the States could have could have known um, the things that they, they've said. And, and the amazing thing is that, that actually it, it, it's, it's surprised me. I, it's something I haven't thought about. You know, I haven't thought about, oh, my God, 1611. So this was here. This had been here 40, 40 years when the English Civil War started. And I'd never, ever thought about the fact that, oh, my gosh, this must have been full of, of roundhead soldiers. And it would have been, because wow, it was a parliamentary town. Huh. That's fantastic. It's interesting. Very and interesting. It's, it's going in the, in the book that's coming out before, New Christmas, but before Christmas about the buildings in Derby. Because cool. someone's helped me to rewrite history tonight. There you go. Now then, what about that? No, oh, I mean, you know, the, the, the more amazing thing is that we've, we have not announced where you were broadcasting from, so nobody could have done research at a time or anything. I mean, you, you, I don't think you actually knew. I told no, you I, I was... I was uh, Daniel gave me a call just uh, before the show. Just before the show. Uh, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. This is a good... You know, know we you, must do this again, sir. You couldn't have got this on uh, Most Haunted when they alive thing. You couldn't do this on Most Haunted? No, this is reality. This is reality radio, sir. You know, we are also going to have to start working on perhaps getting some uh, uh, cams... Kim, uh, what do you call them? Yeah, I would love to do that, Rob. Kim, uh, so we can actually do video broadcasts. So, so I could show you the building, because you, you, I tell you, you guys would not believe um, what this building looks like. It, it is absolutely um, unbelievable. Um, in fact, I'll tell you what I'll do. I will get some pictures and a bit of the history of it, and um, I will post it on um, felixfans.co.uk. It's on felixfans.co.uk. I shall put a little bit of the history of the building and some photographs of the of the building on, on, the, on the website so folks can have a look at it. Because right. I tell you what, it'll blow your mind. Richard, you know what we're going to do? I've, I've made up my mind now. Here we are talking on the air, but I don't care. Yeah. That I think that we should do a live show, like a, a most haunted live show, where we were both in, uh, I think, <laughs> anyway. Right. I like it. It's time to wrap it up. So, oh, look again. Doesn't time fly when you're having fun? Yep. So, good night. God bless everyone.
Cheers, folks. Bye-bye. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night, deliver us good news.